Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. A lot of us have been getting our groceries delivered during COVID. So many of us have forgotten our grocery store manners. And I will say that even for those of us who still go to the grocery store on a regular basis, it is kind of the only place now that we have any social interaction with anybody else. And from what I can tell, most of us are playing along. Although, and I hate to say this because, you know, you have to be sensitive to seniors, but boy, they love to sometimes play the card of, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I really like, I really like seniors. I'm hoping to be one one day. (laughs) But when they walk down the wrong aisle in the wrong way and the arrows and they'll just stumble into a cashier with their 400 items in the 10 or less aisle... And then they just go, oh, I didn't know. And then what do you say? Right. They fought in a war. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let them go. Oh, <laughs> many of those who actually fought in a war are, aren't really in the store right now. But well, they are elder. And you get I that. And it, listen, you can get, you know, a little slip of the mind here or there. It can happen. But you're right. Sometimes you just see people who just play that card. Oh, they play it good. Right. And, and then, it's not even seniors. It's just a chuckle and <laughs> and then they just continue on right by you. It's not like they turn around and go, oh, whoops, I'm going the wrong way. I see those seniors. They they act like they don't know where they are or what they're doing. They're hunched over. They're walking really slow. They're, they do it right to the door. It's an Oscar-winning performance with their cart. And then they get in the parking lot and they're high-kicking. They're, they're, <laughs> they're whipping their cane around. They're doing a little two-step. Now, hang on. So uh, what would be more annoying? Is it the, the senior who constantly makes that you know quote unquote mm. mistake mm. or just the the, uh, the non-believer or the i care could care less guy who just wants to stroll by anyway oh of course that guy yeah of course because he you get those i'm not course. waiting in that line i don't care of course but i've seen so at my grocery store you've got the uh entrance and then just a, a little ways down you got the exit and, uh, and you know, a lot of grocery stores have the in and out as the same door. But this place has always been in one side, out the other. Mm. I'll even see seniors, and I'll see them. I'll be in the lineup waiting to get in. I'll see them coming across the parking lot, doing a little shuffle. Feet don't leave the ground. They just kind of shuffle. And then they look. And then they head to the exit door. And I've seen them go in through the exit because there's nobody there monitoring it. Right. And they just wait for it to open when somebody's coming out. And then they go in. And then if anybody calls them, they go... Oh, oh! I'm just here to get cookies for my grandson. And what do you say? Go, go, go! Anyhow, I uh, love love the seniors. They're good people. I just know what you're up to. I know your game. Um, so when you do get back to grocery shopping, if you're uh, ordering a lot and you haven't been in a store in a while. A couple of re- things to remember. Grocery store managers, they are important. Okay. You know, things like don't leave your cart in the middle of the parking lot. It blocks spaces, and it's it's annoying. Just take the extra 30 seconds and return it. And plus, you don't know. The ground isn't level. Some poor guy just parks his year-old car, and then your shopping cart rolls into the door and dings it. And what you find now, too, especially with these, like, smart centers, which aren't all that smart when you're driving <laughs> around them, is that they've got, like, a lot of, like, islands Right. Oh yeah. Like, like like dirt and trees and stuff and shrubs planted, and those become like the new 
like cart central. Right. Because people who don't want to drive them across or, or roll them across to an actual cart return spot mm-hmm. will just prop them up on the grass. Yeah, they do. And leave them there. And how many people have you seen hammer over those little curbs? Right. You know, because they they're small. Uh, don't leave the checkout line to go grab another item. If the line is three people deep and you're still waiting, fine. But once you're at the cash, you can't go, oh, I forgot my oranges. Oh, okay. You know, that routine. Well, if you do, you got to take everything back then, I guess, right? You should, but I know a lot of people who go, do you mind if I just go grab some oranges? Right, yeah. Again, what do you say? Yeah. (laughs) What do you say? Go back around. That's right. Have mine. (laughs) Um, Don't block the aisle with your cart. Move it to the side so whether people can get by. We're still in a pandemic, so no one wants to touch your stuff. Right. And, and back to the express line. What's, sorry, what's the etiquette there then? If someone, because some of the aisles are a bit tighter. If there's a, you know, if it's barely space to get through, are you allowed to pass? Is there passing in the aisles? Um. Well, you shouldn't be if we're all going in one direction. That's what I mean, if we're all going in one direction, and but what if you got someone who's really browsing? They're they're trying to pick a sauce or something, uh, and they're taking their their sweet time. Even if they're pulled over the side, can you can you whiz by now? I, I well, you know I mean, will, you're not keeping six feet if you're doing that. I will always give it a, a a beat. I will always hang back my six feet. Well, usually the cart distance is six, but I'll be even a little more. So right. I'll wait. I'll wait. If they're looking at the tomato sauce, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. And then I'll, I'll say, "Excuse me," and then they'll shuffle as tight into the, and then I'll go out and around. Yeah, yeah. But I'll give them a beat to keep moving. Okay. Yeah. I want to be reasonable. But you got to stay out of the 10 items or less lane, even if you got 11. Don't play that game. Mm. Don't line up. That was a rule before COVID. Always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would always count. Have I been guilty? Of course I've been guilty. I'm no saint. But, you know, don't line up with like 15 to 20 items and think you can get away with it. People will call you out. Almost all people think 10 items or less should be a strict rule. Even 11 isn't okay. So most of us won't budge on this. Wow. But again, cashiers are in such a bad spot right now. Well, yeah. What are you going to do if someone, if, what, do you just not cash through the 11th item? Right. And especially if it's that little senior who's just shuffled up. Right. No lady get to the back. She might not live until she gets to the front. Her, her clock is ticking. Let her go. <laughs> and you're gonna have to put all of her stuff back on the shelves because she didn't make it. That's such a weird dilemma because one, you want to say, yeah, she doesn't have much time left, let her go. The other side, everyone else is saying, well, she's got nowhere to go anyway. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what is she going home to do? That's right. I mean, she misses a, a couple of minutes. The price is right. It's okay. I got places to go. <laughs> I got a life to lead, lady. <laughs> and even if You've she... already led yours. Let me go live mine. <laughs> and even if she is buying cookies for her grandchild, it's not like she can see the grandchild anyhow right now. Very true. And finally, speaking of the grandchildren, letting your kids misbehave is just such an arrogant thing to do and annoying to the rest of us without our children there or without children. Right. The grocery store is not a jungle gym. <laughs> they can have fun, of course. Just don't let them go crazy. And I know with me and my boys, man, oh man, I don't know what it is with the grocery store. But they'd walk in there and they would think it's an amusement park. I actually feel for people with young kids right now. Because I'm sure the last thing they want to do is drag these you know, these kids into mm-hmm. stores right now. But if you're on your own and you've got no other option, what are you going to do? Leave them in the car with the window down. <laughs> thought it was great last night to see for the first time Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi 
Vice President Harris and the Speaker of the House, first time in history, two women standing behind the president as he addresses the nation. That's terrific. I uh, must admit, I didn't watch one second of it because I like now how politics are. <laughs> Boring and I don't care. <laughs> Instead of watching all of the previous last four years where it was just such a poop show every time, you tuned in just to see the circus and the right. freak show. Now you actually, I go, okay, there's a president down there, a legitimate president speaking. I don't need to watch it. Back to Big Bang Theory. (laughs) (laughs) I know everything's fine. You stick in the shallow end now. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So glad to not have to talk about politics anymore because it was such a circus for so long. And it's great that we don't have to unless something huge breaks. Because we really shouldn't. We got other important things to do like yell, go Leafs, go. I know, shocking. You? I know. I'm such a bandwagon jumper. <laughs> I told you, I like hockey. I just hate the people around it. Um, hate's a strong word. I, I very dislike, very much dislike mm. most of the people involved in the game. And that starts from the kids up. Parents, all of them. But uh, as a sport, you know, it's very exciting to watch. But I got to admit, I, uh, and I, I know there's a lot of Leaf fans that say, shut your mouth, Craig. But I don't really want him to win a Stanley Cup this year. I don't think you're alone in that. I think a lot of people think, boy, you know, as much as they want to see the Leafs win a cup, uh, if it's only this year <laughs> that it happens, right. then, you know, will it have that stink to it all the time, that asterisk of, well, he did it when it was a year when, you know, you played only teams in your division mm. to get there, first of all. Uh, you know, you still have to beat some other teams to, to, to win the cup. You still have to do a playoff run. But they they were certainly strong in their own division, a division that included, you know, Ottawa, who was the last place team, mm-hmm. uh, and Vancouver, who were out for a month with COVID. Right, right. Yeah, I just don't, you know, when I watch a game now, and honestly, I haven't spent more than two minutes watching uh, Leaf hockey this season, but I... I just I just find it so boring, and I know they've they've done their best to to uh, make it entertaining. But I I like to see bums in the seats. Really? I like to, I like to see that flag going over everybody's head. I, again, I like the entertainment of it. Yeah, but I that, like the spectacle of it all. That's more a playoff atmosphere to begin with, anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, if you're missing fans in the stands from Scotiabank in a regular season game, mm-hmm. then you're really not paying attention to the game itself oh, I because. Usually don't. Usually, you know, that whole lower bowl is dead mm. silent if they're not in the back eating, you know, mm. $40 sandwiches anyway. I think probably, I guess then my point would be I, I'm going to miss that audience attendance in a playoff situation. When they show the meter going right. and everybody's so loud, I all mean, of that. I think for the broadcast side of it, I think they've done a fantastic job of, of piping in some sound. It doesn't sound like a dead arena Unless the visiting team scores, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, where it's normally more quiet, you know, last night, especially, you know, in a crowd in Montreal where Jason Spezza ties Rocket Richard's all-time points record, mm-hmm. right? Um, to move up to, like, 99th place all-time in the NHL standings by, by tying Rocket Richard. I mean, an amazing accomplishment, you're not going to hear a lot of fans cheering about that in Montreal. No, I mean the least. It's incredible if you know the the amount of depth they now have with the the uh, the, the addition of uh, Mike Foligno and all of that. 
Or is it Nick Foligno? Nick, Nick yes. the son. Yes. Mike's the dad. Last time I watched the Leafs was when Mike played. <laughs> You're enjoying 1993 again. No, yeah, it was, it was great. I'll go back and watch my VH t- VHS tape of it. The Spezza story is really incredible. I mean, a guy, here's, a, here's a local guy, and I said this a couple of years ago. I really think this is the Tavares element, mm. right? When John Tavares signed back in Toronto, it was the prodigal son coming home. And a lot of guys who were from the GTA... Mm-hmm. Didn't want that pressure, those top guys. I don't think Joe Thornton wanted to come to, to Toronto mm-hmm. when oh yeah, he's St. Thomas or London area. But still, you know, he would have been the hometown guy. I don't think he wanted to come here when he was 22, sure. 25. You know, easier now for him where he's older and easier now for guys like, like Thornton and Spezza, even Felino and Wayne Simmons, uh, these character role players that... John Tavares takes the pressure. He's the hometown guy expected to bring the cup home now. Right. Not them. And I and I think what you're seeing, especially from Spezza, here's a guy who's playing his second year on the bare minimum, mm-hmm. league minimum contract. And word came out last weekend that he was one of the leaders in the room that organized all the guys in the NHL team to pool their money together to lend some or donate some to the AHL guys, the Marlies, who had their salaries cut in half wow. because of COVID. Right, right, right. Already a low salary. Some of those guys are da- down to, I think, the league minimum for the AHL now is thirty grand for the year. Mm. Right? And so some of the NHL guys, and Spezza, who's on, again, the league minimum, although it's seven hundred and fifty grand, making pretty good money. Sure. Uh, the league minimum guy is the one who's saying, hey, you know, we should help out these younger guys right now. Yeah, okay, and I think that's terrific. And, of course, I applaud him. But, again, it's those numbers where they live in such another world. Of oh, like, yeah. How can a guy survive on 30 grand a year? Well, right. he's young, and there's a lot of people who survive on 30 grand a year. You know, I, listen, but, you know, for the guys who are making $13 million, right? who hadn't thought sure. of maybe lending a couple of bucks down to the yep. AHL guys. It, it took a guy with the leadership of Espezza to do that. And you're right about Tavares. I think you're probably spot on with that. You know, you look back to like when Stamkos, when everybody thought he might become a Leaf and he would be the man, and he didn't want that. He's like, I'm in Tampa. Right. I live on the ocean. Yeah. I don't need this. <laughs> I, love, I love Markham, but not that much. Oh, the online detectives, the eagle-eyed people love to uh, dig into stuff. So there was... Um, on Tuesday, an episode of Jeopardy, and uh, guest host Anderson Cooper announced returning champ Kelly Donahue. Donahue walks out and puts up three fingers and taps them against his chest. People think that was the white power okay gesture. You know, when you do the uh, circle and the three oh, fingers. okay. You do the okay symbol with your index and your thumb and then hold up the other three fingers. Right. So he did that, and then people uh, right away was, oh, he's assembling to white power. He says, no, if you go back and see in episode two, I held up two fingers when I won. In the first episode, I held up one finger. Had I gone on to win a fourth, I would have held up four fingers. He didn't, so, of course, he couldn't prove that. So he right. goes, okay, give him the benefit of the doubt. He uh-huh. held up two, and he held up one, as he said he did. Uh, but people are digging it into it even more because they say, look, if you just held up three fingers as you normally do with the thumb against the pinky finger. Right. But why you had to go with the uh, the actual symbol of white power, which is that index against the thumb and the three next fingers. Gotcha. Right. So that's become a thing. They also say the online detectives. That he smirked while doing it. Now people have got a freeze frame of the TV. 
<laughs> so now they think, oh, he was boasting and sending a message to gotcha. his white power friends. Of course, he's being... Uh, <laughs> Who are all, I'm sure, watching Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. They can't spell <laughs> Jeopardy. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's too dark of a show for them. So, uh, of course, he's, he's getting attacked by people, and so he had to freeze all his social media accounts. Poor guy just... Uh, maybe he is, and, and I'm going to defend him, because I just think at this stage, if he already held up one and two fingers, okay, maybe he did the wrong way of holding up three fingers, but... The guy already did one and two. It makes sense that he'd do three. Anyhow, people are all all over him. Then somebody else noticed on his Facebook, before he locked his uh, social media, that his header image was uh, from 1964 and a photo- uh, photograph of Frank Sinatra at a hotel in Miami making the same hand gesture. So people think now Frank might have been a, a white power guy. And anyhow, not only that... Other contestants on Jeopardy are concerned a group of 467 of them had issued an open letter and demand an apology from the producers of the show. Oh, my goodness. They're still mourning Alex. Leave them alone. (laughs) Can I ask something? When he gave the one finger and the two fingers, were they only middle fingers at that point? (laughs) He should have. Because that would be trouble. I'm number one. (laughs) Yeah. Flip everybody the bird. Un- unbelievable, eh? Here's a guy. He won three rounds of Jeopardy. Like, he should be enjoying that. Right. And now he's getting hammered because people think he's a white power dude. Well, or he's a white power dude that was just stupid in doing it. But but I don't think white power people are smart enough to win three episodes. <laughs> in, the, in the end, I mean, boy, people have a lot of time on their hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, well, it's pandemic. We're at home. Right. I <laughs> <laughs> think we'd have more to worry about, but... Yeah. Unfortunately, no. Now, if you uh, have been watching and enjoying HBO Max, because if you're an HBO subscriber, you've been getting it for free, but that's going to end sometime in June. Probably around the time they debut that Friends reunion. That'll probably be when they hoop you. So what they're doing, though, this is interesting. HBO recently announced a cheaper version of HBO Max. The cheaper version will be $9.99 a month instead of $14.99. But you'll have to deal with ads. Okay. So you can pay the 10 bucks a month and have to watch some commercials. Whew. Commercials um, before, commercials after, like commercials YouTube. right in the middle. Probably like YouTube oh, when they show up right man. in the middle. Now, they say they won't do it to their own programming. So if you're binging like Games of Thrones, you won't see like a toilet paper commercial in the middle of right. it or something. Now, would, you, uh, would you pay five bucks to, to eliminate commercials? Probably. But I, I, you know what? I think between, I know you will. Between Fire Stick and Already What I Pay yep. and, and, and Netflix, yep. I don't know if I can justify another 15 bucks a month. But to see my friend's reunion, maybe. <laughs> maybe if they do like a one month free, I'll slide in. Uh, so there's that going on. And if you were a fan of the Flintstones, well, I guess there was, uh, there's been some talk for, for a long time about trying to develop a, a sequel series. Ten years ago, Seth MacFarlane was working on a Flintstone show, but it never got off the ground. Well, now Fox is working with Elizabeth Banks, and they're putting together an adult version of the Flintstones, which is interesting because the Flintstones, when it was first on the air, was the original animated show to air in primetime. It was meant to be kind of a, a cartoon for adults. Yeah. But uh, they're now working on a, uh, an adult version an updated version of the Flintstones called Bedrock. 
And the show will feature the Flintstone family two decades after the original with Fred retiring and Pebbles now in her 20s and embarking on her career. I hope she broke up with Bam Bam because I always thought he was holding her back. He wasn't that bright, you know, Bam Bam. They didn't have a lot of options back then. There was no Tinder. Right. Well, who else is she going to do? They had tablets, but not for that. The original show ran for six seasons on ABC. That's a, I always thought it was on for a lot longer than that. No kidding. Anyhow. Yeah, Bedrock could be a thing. I, I once I saw a, a, a Flintstones movie that I liked once. It's called Flint Bone. It was, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Wilma and Betty were very very involved. Oh, no. Well, this isn't going to end well. As a farmer in Michigan, and he's been in a fight with his neighbor for the past couple of years. Over where the property line is. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the farmer just decided to make it clear where he thinks the line is by building a 250-foot wall between the two yards. (laughs) A wall made of feces. Wow. Cow dung. Okay. (laughs) The farmer (laughs) took all the manure from his farm and stacked it into a wall on the property line. What is he, Trump? (laughs) (laughs) Trump should have gone to him to build the wall. Just build a poop wall. That's right. Uh, Of course, the neighbor complained, rightfully so. And the uh, farmer said, it's not a poop wall, it's a compost fence. (laughs) Let's go with that. City says there's nothing they can do because the poop wall is technically on the farmer's property. Okay. You just know that farmer's barn is going to burn down in the middle of the night at some point. (laughs) Or the neighbor's going to marry or date the farmer's daughter. Oh, wow. You know, he's going to get back at him somehow. (laughs) When you when you build a poop wall, you're sending a message. <laughs> that's a big. That's a clear <laughs> message. You know, <laughs> you could think about doing that with you and Karen. Wow, you can order in some manure. I was just saying, coop would take a long time <laughs> to build a wall. <laughs> to build a wall. <laughs> this little One inch post. At a time. <laughs> I'm gonna get you, Karen. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> Do you ever wonder why hit movies are referred to as blockbusters? Well, the term goes back to World War II. Of course, it was a type of bomb that was so powerful it could decimate a city block. And the name caught on and people started using it to describe anything explosive or extravagant. And soon, sometime after, uh, a man named Maxie Youngstein uh, defined a blockbuster as any movie that grossed over $2 million. Now, that was back in 1950 when you you take your family to the movie for two bits. (laughs) Two million dollars now doesn't even uh, get the credit to scroll going. Uh, there was more than one Einstein. There was Albert, of course. We all know Albert. But there was, them, also, yeah. Yeah, there was also an Emmy Einstein and a Rosemary Einstein. They never, of course, got the due that Albert got. But that's probably because Emmy Einstein uh, came up with the defining equations for measuring how a pork carcass decomposes. Okay. But that never got him laid. <laughs> An old Rosemary. Uh, Rosemary studied what she concluded uh, was that college students don't like taking surveys. Okay. So it's not uh, physics here we're talking. Way to go, Einstein. (laughs) Well, this is interesting. Something to remember. See if it's true when these dates come around. 4466881010121012 so month and day uh-huh all fall on the same day of the week each year this year they're all on Sundays next year they'll be on Mondays okay i don't know why that is well, there's some math involved mm-hmm. there, but way too much for us to do. Can't ask Rosemary or Emmy Einstein <laughs> no. they would know. That's what, no. what Albert's Al. Yeah. Where is Al when we need him? 
Uh, Alfred, uh, no, sorry, Adolf uh, Hitler. Remember him? He yeah. was, he heard was, of him. Heard of him. He was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize in uh, 1939. Yes, he was, yeah. But the prize ended up not being awarded to anyone because World War II broke out, you know, because of Hitler. Yeah, so the next time you hear a world leader brag about being <laughs> nominated for a Nobel Prize. Yeah. Has that happened in a while? Mm-hmm. <laughs> The chemical compounds that cause a skunk smell in old beer are the same compounds that actually skunks have in their spray. Oh, man. And and they're equally as bad. It's a bad hum. (laughs) Like you pass by a skunk Mm -hmm. and you know immediately. But if you've taken empties back to the beer store and and one has just spilled over a little bit mm. the carpet of the back of the car it is gross you know i always feel bad too for the uh the staff who have to work at the recycling side of the beer store because they're hauling in all that stuff and could you imagine if you just went in work today uh, into work one day at the beer store and you're working the recycling that day and your tummy's just a little off you're just oh. not feeling right and you got to put up with wow. that hum yeah. I'd have a nose clip on my... And, wow, amazing, too, when you think about, you know, that return system now. Like, do you really want to be touching all these bottles to people's mouths all the time? Do you know, we had people over for dinner the weekend before pandemic started in March of uh, 2020. Right. I had uh, bought a couple of cases of beer. Uh, we were having a dinner with this other couple. And those beer bottles... Are still in my garage. Really? I have not. I've crushed all cans and they've gone into recycling. All wine bottles have paid for some guy's kid's college (laughs) fund in my neighborhood. (laughs) And uh, those beer bottles have sat. Yeah. Yeah. I just, what's the point? And we're really spoiled by it too. Because, I mean, you know, you take a garbage bag into the beer store and they just kind of guesstimate and give Mm -hmm. you some change back for it. Mm -hmm. But... Like, if you're in Quebec and other provinces, some of them, you have to wash the cans and take them back and return them to a machine yourself oh, really? in order to get it. And all cans, too, even the Coke cans and stuff, you have to take them back and uh, and put them into the machine yourself. So you can't even throw them in your recycling? I I, I guess you could, but right. if you want but if you, you want the money, if you want the deposit back on them, oh, you've got to go and just sit there in front of the machine. I used to do a thing when I drank mostly bottles, but I think I collected all the cans, too. And I used to have a system where I knew exactly how many cases, cans and bottles, it took to get a free case of beer. Right. So i just stack them up in my garage till that happened, but COVID has changed all that. There, were, uh, there are 18 fictional characters with stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The most recent, Alvin and Chipmunks, they got their star in 2019. Who do you think was the first fictional character? Uh, Mickey? Yes, sir. Yeah. 1978. He waited a while, too, because he was like a star in 1935. He's <laughs> like, where's Mike to, man? <laughs> Sitting around waiting. Yeah. The U.S. has the highest drinking age in North or South America. The next closest is Paraguay at 20. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's an odd number to, to put. Why, why 20? Yeah. Why just be in between? It is crazy that the Americans have not, you know, of all the things that they argue about. Oh, I know. That's not one that's come up. You want to get young people voting. If I was a president candidate, presidential candidate in the U.S., I'd be like, drinking age 18. Right. You'd get everybody out to the polls. And it's interesting, you know, if uh, you know, it was in the news yesterday that Aaron O'Toole, the conservative leader, kind of said, well, he's, you know, listening when it comes to the idea of mandatory voting. Mm. They have that in Australia, and he's kind of looked at that system mm. and said, hmm. You know, I, I think 
really with with sentiment being what it is for the liberal government and leadership right now, if you can get more people voting, there's a good chance you could get them voted out. But, you know, I don't know if this is the time when people aren't really in the mood to be told they have to do something. No, at the best of times, we don't want to be, uh, well, even with elections. Yeah. When we hear an election is called, we're like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah, you imagine now you get fined mm-hmm. for not casting your vote? The United States military has a maximum height cutoff. No one over six foot eight can enlist. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. <laughs> Surprise! Some people don't just you know put in lifts. <laughs> can, I, can I get longer legs? Yeah, stretch these out. Guinness Book of World Records has discontinued some of its categories, including raw egg consumption, heaviest pet, and most beers consumed in an hour. <laughs> Damn it! I was training. For that. <laughs> that, that would have been yours. If you had a chance it. at one, come on now. Wow, in an hour? Yeah. Well, uh, that'd be dangerous. I wonder what the record is. Well, maybe that's why they've had to stop. Andre the Giant had the giant, had the record. Well, because he used to pound them. Yeah. yeah. And plus, it's not fair to your pet. Hey, we're going to get in the Guinness Book of World Records. Let's, <laughs> let's plump up Coop. <laughs> Take him in like a blown up balloon. Uh, and, of course, you can blame Rocky, I think, for the raw egg thing. Right. Elephants. Go ahead. No, it's just gross. Elephants have more genes related to smell than any other animal. They have five times more scent genes than humans and twice as many as dogs. So you can't wear perfume around an elephant. Okay. You put them at the airport. That's Sniffers. right. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Big trunk goes up whenever they smell something. Gotcha. And finally, people search for large boobs on Pornhub. Ten times more than small boobs. <laughs> rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.